0: to this very enlightening session and this is a very powerful series and i just want to bless the name of god for what he's been doing in the lives of all of you watching this uh radio broadcast that is so powerful that is changing lives one step at a time and is transforming the prospect of a lot of people today i'm going to be talking about something very powerful and it's going to be a series And it's going to be a series that will characterize the essence of your life and yourself. You see, if you do not understand self, your life will be a perpetual disaster. The reason why a lot of people's lives are in perpetual disaster today is because they do not even understand where their problems are coming from. And when you don't understand yourself or where your problems are coming from, then you start to blame everybody else but yourself for where your problems are coming from. And the truth is, it is understanding self that can bring about personal liberation in the affairs of man. When you don't understand self, you understand hypocrisy you understand delusion you understand misnomer you understand pain and when you understand pain you become a giver of pain to others have you ever wondered why a lot of people give pain to others it's because they don't understand themselves and all they understand is the pain that was given to them in their past and today they have become the largest donor of pain to others have you ever understood why politicians give pain to others why human beings are greedy why human beings are selfish why the heart of man is inherently wicked is because to a large extent human beings do not understand self and when you don't understand self, you can't give joy. All you will give is pain, all you will give is disaster, all you will give is hopelessness, all you will give is strife, and you will never give anything befitting to your generation. In understanding yourself, you need to ask critical questions. Where did you come from? There are a lot of you listening to me today, you don't know your father, you don't know your mother. For the fact that you do not know your father, you do not know your mother, there is an inherent disconnect in your life. But the good news is, this message will help you understand that it is not the end of your world. There are a lot of you, you don't know your father. And see, it's not that when I say you don't know your father... It means that you might not have met him you met him you live with him he paid your school fees up to university level but you don't have a relationship with him there are a lot of you listening to me and that's why please when i open up the phone lines on 08180991991, i want to talk to you call me up you don't know your father you never had a relationship with him You enjoyed his money, but that was just it. You see, if you don't know your father, it will be hard for you as a father now to know your own son. Except you make the conscious efforts that you want to know your own son and you want to have a relationship with your family. So the reason why you are struggling to know your own son today is because you do not know your father. And you were not taught how to have a relationship. And that's why you did the things you did. That's why you thought that womanizing was the solution. So in a beast to be able to get validation, you slept with every woman possible. You had over 10 children from different baby mama. But if only your father had knew better, your life would not be this way. You see this thing. You are wondering why some of our politicians are acting the way they act. The question is, do some of them truly have relationship with their parents? In understanding yourself, you must understand where you come from. And the problem with a lot of people is they don't even know where they come from in the first place. Some of you, you do not know your mother. You do not know your mother. You think you have a relationship with her, but no. And you did not really know your mother before she passed. She must have passed, she might still be alive. But you thought you have a relationship with them. But the truth is, no, you did not have a relationship with them. Because they were not taught to love you. And you know, because their upbringing was different, and cultural styles were different. So they annihilated you or in the bid of trying to correct you, they were harsh on you, they didn't understand you, so you didn't know them and that is affecting you in your life as we speak today. Some of you are 44 years old, you are 45, you are 50, your mother is alive but you still give her money and everything but you hate her. because there was a disconnect in your life with her when you were growing up you hate her some of you are married you have children your children are grown up but you still hate your mother because she brought her brother to the house when you were young and your first sexual experience with your mother is with your mother's brother so when you act the way you act today Society will not understand the pain and the baggage you are coming from. And you yourself, you do not even understand, but there are some hidden pain over the years that has been dominating your life that does not even make you understand who you are in yourself. Some of you is still that young self, it is still that 10 year old boy. That was denied school because your parents couldn't pay your school fees. And you still hold that level of resentment against your parents and your family members. And you see, the funny thing about life is all of those things are the sum total of who you have become today. Who is a man or a woman or a human being? A human being is the sum total of experiences, biases, sentiments, and pain that is crystallized over the years. See, there's something called rock formation. I remember my geography class. How do rocks form? Rocks form by particulate matters that crystallize over the years and it becomes rock. So it is particles that crystallize over the years that become rock. How did you form sentiments, biases, words, exposures, pain, sometimes love that crystallize over the years and roll down. In Sometimes the emotions were rolled down as screams to crystallize who you are today. We are talking about tribal bigotry. The ways of people were raised, it is so hard for them, or yes, you break the yoke to be able to love their fellow member of another tribe. I have had a lady tell me that I can't date you because you are Yoruba. And you see, when you told me, I started interrogating how she was raised. So you see, when people say some things, do not get offended that much. You need a particulate matter of understanding to be able to understand where they are coming from. A lot of people are not coming from where you are coming from. I've heard women say, oh, Rufa, you are a very soft, caring, loving man. But if I've not seen a man that can slap me or beat me or correct me, then ah, I don't like men like that. You are too soft for me. It's because their mental faculty have been damaged not to be able to receive love, and that's why they feel that men that are kind, that are, you know, responsive to their stimuli of pain, are bad for them. It's just like some Nigerians. If they even see a good leader that is caring, that feels their pain, some of them will not still vote for him because their mindset has been conditioned that it is only strong brutal men that should be leaders and you know where the condition is started from it started from the long military mindset we have in nigeria and that's why you see people say oh, you want a strong leader what is a strong leader a strong leader is a man that has a conscience for the population and does things that will benefit his population but what is the definition of a strong leader in nigeria a strong leader is a man that can brazenly do evil and get away with it without a recourse to public accountability and where did we get this mindset from hitherto over the years through military reign we have developed a bad perception and a mindset that a leader must be able to subjugate his people and shout down at them and not give them anything productive and expect them to heal him every time. In fact, how does he achieve this? Sometimes he will coerce them. What do they call coercing? He will shut up the media and say the media must not say anything. You know, there was a former military leader in this country, and I was talking to my friend that was an editor, an older friend, he's, in his, he's close to 80 years of age now. He used to be the editor of a national daily dead. And he said the military leader called him and told him that why did you put a picture of me frowning in the newspaper why did you put a picture of me frowning in the newspaper and he said if you do not remove that picture you will lose your job so you see the leaders that were so concerned about either they were it was not that they wrote any evil story or negative story against him or, but we had leaders then that were so concerned about how they were smiling or frowning in the newspaper. And those are the people that led Nigeria in the past. So we have come from that mindset. And that's why, when even people now see a new form of leadership that is caring, that is compassionate, there's still a level of Stockholm syndrome that a lot of people do not understand. So they say, I would rather go to the things I know, which is leaders that is always beating people, hurting people, you know, seizing business licenses and doing all sorts. And that's why, you see, it will take a lot of renewal of mindset to be able to change the mindset. And that's why, you see, the reason why corruption even thrives in this society is that society permits it to. Because, you see, people came from a mindset that, oh, people can be corrupt, leaders can be corrupt, no big deal. Ha. There was a top leader, military officer during the military, that when his mother died, he put a newspaper caption that, mom, you died at the right time. Because he was a top officer to the extent that all the government largess to bury his mother. He knew the government was going to bury his mother. So we had people and a leadership system that once you are in leadership, you had a sense of entitlement. So when people saw anything different from that, they start to question. So the problem is, you see, when you deal with people sometimes, it's not really them you are dealing with. It's where they are coming from you are dealing with. I want you to write that down. Somebody can tweet that. When you deal with people, eh, it's not really them you are dealing with. It is where they are coming from. And I would like my operator back there to be able to change the title of this message to Impact with Refire Understanding Yourself. It's a very powerful message. And please share this message. Let it go viral. Because a lot of people need it. Impact with Refire Understanding Yourself. Mr. Operator, back end of YouTube. Put it there, please. You see, because... If you don't understand yourself you don't understand your biases you will not know why you act the way you act. Some of you no matter how good the man is you will never marry him. It's If it's not that man that shouts for you. In fact, some people have been so emotionally bastardized that they will say when a man shouts on me is my love language. If a man has not screamed on me or mistakenly slapped me. I don't feel like I love him. I don't like soft men. No, too soft. See, how can a man be mushy, mushy, mushy? Why will a man be kissing me in the morning, kissing me in the afternoon, taking care of my needs? No, no, no. I like a man that will tell me, go to the kitchen and make food for me 1 a.m. in the morning. That's the kind of man I like. So it's not your fault. It's not that you really like those kind of men. It is the kind of men you saw growing up. And that was your understanding of men. So something ridiculously went wrong with your faculty. Probably that is who you saw your father as. Your father will beat your mother and your mother will still need her in his front. And see, oh, come. after beating her. Without recourse to justice. So that was what you saw. So, what you are today is a reflection of what you saw. A lot of people, you wonder why they just hate other people succeeding. They didn't see success growing up. So, how do you expect their minds to be happy about success? Niger Princess, I see you. Oyanka Van blood bless you. You are just impactful. Love you. I love you too. You get. So they didn't see success growing up. They probably came from families where it was a crime to be successful. I mean, you don't know that there's a crime to be uh, successful in some families. Ah. When you hear what some people your family boast about, where you you are saying, Oh, I want to have three or four PhDs. Some families, I passed secondary school was the standard. Though. So how do you expect somebody That came from a family that passing secondary school was the standard to be able to understand you or why you want to go to school and get more PhDs. When secondary school was the standard. And the very funny thing about life is that both from you that came out of a good home and from you that came out of a K leg home, all of you meet in the marketplace called life. And you interact. And you start to rub off on each other. So the sentimentality of the past <clears throat> of that person the street mindset <clears throat> the mindset of stealing some people have that all they ever got as a child was to steal that will now rub off on you that have a street mindset and if you are not careful It will not depend on the level of conviction of the influence of your upbringing. Because, you see, if a street boy is not careful, or he can rub off on a good boy and turn a good boy into a street boy so easily, and that's something called impact threshold. How much threshold of impact does he have? If a very loving husband He's not careful. In a bit to be able to satisfy his wife that all she knew was beating, beating, beating. The day he slaps his wife the first time, after she frustrates him to slap her, which we all condemn, and the wife says, yes, and I respect you more because you slapped me. He will see it as enough to keep slapping the wife And you see why Nigerian society is bad today? It is that the corruptive, perverted, bad influence have become the dominant influence evil politician stealing ballot boxes have become the dominant influence see a lot of people refer to the 1983 elections as the first assault on the mentality of nigerians You know, that was the first election that there was brazen rigging in modern times that people saw. And a lot of people couldn't understand it then. But the truth has to be said. See, when that happened, eh, a lot of people couldn't understand it. But because there were no consequences to the action, it now became a norm. So, if actions and way of raising people are not checked and reinforced with good character traits, evil, bad systems can easily become a norm. How did good values erode? See, Africans were never born with bad values. Hope you know that. When you go and check the historical antecedents of the African society, African society was a very cultured, disciplined society where there were repercussions for actions. If you did evil, you got the repercussion. Go and check all the Yoruba plays of old, and the Ibo plays, the likes of Arelu and all of that. There was a repercussion for actions. And that was how our societal values were passed across go and look at all the 30 story all the 30 story you will see that at the end of the 30 story they were used to tell a lesson how 30s got into trouble and how there was repercussion and that's how we were raised i remember my mom was a very good storyteller you know sometimes i still think of starting up a story club in honor of my mother i have very dear parents and god bless their soul my mom told me one particular story of the tortoise she had all the tortoise stories i don't know how she got all of them so She said the tortoise and the dog were very good friends during the time of a famine. And there was hunger in the land. But apparently, the dog had gone to heed his mother up high up in heaven. So anytime the dog needed food, the dog will go and sing a song and say so the mother of the dog will send a rope down, and the dog will climb up to heaven and it will eat and it will have a feast and it will go back to earth then. The dog had a very corny friend named Mr. Tortoise. And this corny friend was always asking the dog that, ah, all of us, when the family started, we all ate our mothers. Why is it that you, were becoming, you are becoming fresh every day and everybody is becoming shrinking? The dog would not want to tell. But after the Tortoise pestered so much, the dog finally said, Okay, you are my very good friend, let me help you out. So he went somewhere and he took the tortoise along with him and he sang the song Kiri Kiri So the rope will come down so the dog went up with the tortoise this time, and when they got up, the tortoise, the dog's mother was very upset and said, "Ah, why would you bring tortoise that we know his antecedent as a cunning man and all of that?" I'm going somewhere with this story. Just to tell you how, based on the fact that we have values in our Yoruba, Igbo and every society, but deliberately we eroded the values because of our political gains. And The mother reluctantly allowed the tortoise to eat. So a couple of times the dog will bring the tortoise, and the mother will always call the dog by design. I warned the dog, be careful of this, your bad friend. I don't trust tortoise. So it got to one stage. The tortoise now wanted to be a hero of the society. He now called all his own crew. And one day, and he said he now sang the song at the meeting point, without the dog being there. And I said, <laughs> The mother dog looked and heard that. I said, this is not my, vo- my son's voice. <laughs> the mother looked and said, this is not the voice of my son, the dog. So, reluctantly, she let down the rope. And when she let down the rope, she saw that while the rope was being pulled up, it was almost breaking. That then she tried to peep down, and she saw the tortoise and many other animals trying to come up the rope. Then she cut the rope midway, and the tortoise fell and hit his head on the ground. And my mother will always ask us, at the end of that story, that what were the morals you learned? Dishonesty, because the tortoise was dishonest not to keep a secret. He fell and he broke his shell. Also caution because the mother of the dog warned the dog constantly about this, your friend. So that's to show you that in our African etymology, we had morals, we had values. But the decadence in the value today, It's a reflection of the normalization of evil that also comes from our antecedents' past and backgrounds. And that's why we must be watchful and careful of people with bad morals not to come and dominate our society. So it goes back to yourself. Where are you coming from? A lot of people don't even know where they are coming from. They don't even know what drives their thinking. But one thing I can tell you for free today is that your past plays a large role in driving your thinking. The things that you saw growing up made you who you are. And you are fast polluting society with the bad values. But we need custodians of better values to be strong enough to challenge the bad values. The reason why we have a political class that is largely into corruption and bad governance is a reflection of how our society has evolved. I mean, some people came from good homes that if you brought something to the house, your mother will ask you, where did you get it from? But it is this same in this same society where mothers used to ask, where did you get what you got from? is now a society that we have association of yahoo mothers mothers of children that they raised that don't have work but they do internet fee fraud they do fraud but their mothers are proud that their children are into fraudulent activities and their mothers even have an association where they fraud, where they flaunt the wealth from fraudulent practices of their children with recourse to no level of justice. And the antecedents have become worse of that some of these mothers even go to church and mosque and traditionalists to pray for the advancement in the fraudulent activities of their children. And that's the society we build. So, you see, when we are quick to blame the leadership, are we quick to introspect that isn't the leadership a reflection of our own innate societal expressions? Because, you see, the mothers of this Yahoo Boys Association are not leaders. They are just normal societal people, but it has become an acceptable norm. But when you also look at this same society, this was the same Nigerian society that if they said your child was a thief many years ago, the shame will make you relocate from that neighborhood. But today, if your child is a thief, The question people ask is, what is my share of what your child stole? So we have lost a sense of self because we have not looked at the antecedents of where we are coming from and we have not asked ourselves the important questions of how we can make society better. For the fact that you had experiences that were bad growing up does not make it bad. I'd like to challenge your thinking process today by saying that for the fact your father did it when you were growing up does not make it right. For the fact that that was the only way your mother knew does not make it right. They could have been another way that was better. So we now live in a quandary where our opinions and perceptions are based on the iterations of various pasts. And most of the times, those pasts were embedded in a structural worst based scenario, not best-case scenario. And it affects your faculty. Even me that I'm talking to you, I'm affected. There are some things Nigeria has done to delude my mentality. And I'll tell you one of them. I have a very funny habit, which is as a result of abuse. That anytime I go abroad, I am so quick to open tap water to drink. You know why? Because In the last 10 years, I have not seen how feasible it is to be able to to open tap water to drink. Because one, the quality might not be great. Two, the borehole quality might be suspect. Three, the water might be bad. Four, the water corporation might not give you water. So, in my head, It has become a luxury to actually open a tap and drink from the tap. But let me also shock you. My growing up was not like that. Because my growing up actually was a lot better society. After I went to play or play football, there was no bottled water. I would go to the tap close to my house and drink because it was treated tap and all of that. And I never had time for growing up. Then I would drink from the tap. So, because I have been deluded so much, then now it is a rarity for me to think that taps will ever give me water to drink. So, that's what societal condition does to you. Just like a lot of people have been conditioned in the Nigerian society to a- accept evil. See, I remember the reaction we had when the Chibok girls were first kidnapped. It was a very strange thing that happened. We had never seen such. And we cringed and we all cried. I remember then on television, I mean on my radio show, people would just call me and break into tears that, oh my God, but you see, because we have normalized the kidnapping of children after and Kankara happened, Boni Yadi happened, Dabchi happened, today when they said children have been kidnapped, oh, we just say, okay, how many of them? In fact, some people will say, oh, just 20 of them, oh, they are not plenty. But it doesn't make it right because we have normalized a certain pattern of evil. It's just like insurgency. So I remember in the early 2000s when you hear the news of a bomb attack in Afghanistan and you look as though that's Afghanistan now. Uh, it can happen in Nigeria. But look at it it's already a daily feature i remember how i particularly like I, before, I used to wonder that ah how can people live through bomb attacks every day oh today kandahar was bombed today this place was bombed and all of that but today that same unacceptable thing has now become a daily feature in nigeria so we now become accustomed to worst-case scenario societal conditioning. And when we do, it becomes debilitating on the mindset of society. So, we have now become a society that cannot collectively condemn evil any longer. And that's why you see that. See, no matter what you say, because societal condition has become worse, we have become a society where people do not tell the truth and they attack people that tell the truth. Nigeria used to be a society where people actually supported the truth a lot. But now we have become a society that when you tell the truth, people will attack you because it is a societal condition now that evil dominates things. But you see, the good thing is, the day you get leadership rights, that societal conditioning can also change that people will say no, will never accept what is wrong and evil. It's a powerful message. Today. Let me stop here. Let me take a couple of calls. Let me take a